Phil. Ailing. Congratulations. Congratulations. You won the giveaway from last week, comic fam. Our Overstreet Price Guide Advisor is back in the house. We got some trending comic books to discuss. Another week, another list of trending comic books. Russ, you went and saw Pearl Jam. You're going hungry. Yep, I went and saw Pearl Jam two nights at the Ohana Fest last week, but I'm super excited to be back doing this trending list with you, Tom, talking about some great affordable comics that have been making the list this week. That's right. Hit that like, slap the subscribe, and why don't you start them off at number 10? Number 10 on the list, Secret Six number one. Now, I think this is one of the most underrated DC Silver Age covers. I love this. You've got the the car leaping through the billboard and a fantastic description of everything you're going to see in the comic book. It even mentions Mockingbird, first appearance of DC's Mockingbird, not to be confused with Bobby Morse, by name. So $150 average sales and $400 for a CBCS 9.8 this week. The Secret Six, not to be confused with the Sinister Six, is a similar team of DC villains that are akin to the Suicide Squad, but without the impending doom, that bomb attached to their noggin that prevents them from going AWOL. No, they have a bit more freedom, and there's been three different renditions of this team, a fourth if you were to count the alt dimension team and this silver age book is filled with heroes and villains that a lot of members wouldn't know but the different renditions of said team has included dc villains such as bane Catman and Ragdoll. 950% increase in copies sold for this book that's been in development hell since 2018. Now, we originally heard that it was supposed to be a television series on CW, and that was back in February of 2021. Now, as of October of this year, we're hearing it could be something on HBO Max, a rumor to be tie-in to the Peacemaker series. James Gunn isn't just a fan favorite for the fans. He's like a fan favorite for DC as well. They've opened up their portfolio and said, do what you want to do. And I suspect that his next series spinoff is going to be something random, similar to the Suicide Squad 2. A lot of characters that people didn't know, doesn't matter, bringing something interesting to the screen. And although he hasn't confirmed it as of yet, we do know that he's up to something. And somebody had tweeted at him asking him specifically, are we going to see something with the secret six? And he not only followed, but he liked the post. With multiple iterations of Secret Six, we may not be seeing this original team. It's not like people know who Tiger Force, Crimson Dawn, and August Durant are. But if we end up seeing people like Bane, that's going to make a lot of other books go up as well. Comic fam, utilize Kotom 101 on the best comic app in existence. This list that Russ and I put together is part of a larger list. You're here for 10 of our top picks, but there are 10 other books on the trending 20 found on Key Collector Comics. See what else is trending this week. You may have some in your back issue bin. And let's chat number nine, Stan Sakai Goodness. What happens when you cross Deadpool, a samurai dinosaur, and one of the most iconic Japanese artists ever? You get number nine on this list. Deadpool, Black, White, and Blood, number three, the one in 25 Stan Sakai variant. Brand new this week, and we knew it was going to be ridiculously hot. $45 average sales. We're seeing highs all over the place. Deadpool is hot. Stan Sakai is hot. This is just really one of those perfect storms. So pretty much rule of thumb, why don't you say, like, Stan Sakai doesn't do a whole lot of covers. It doesn't even really matter what A-list hero he's drawing or if there is a T-Rex on the cover. 
If he does it, it's likely going to be hot. Stan Sakai does so much with the Asagi Ajimbo property and all of the offshoots and all of those covers and all of the interiors there. So when he takes time out to do a different cover, yes, it is very, very popular. He is well-known and well-loved in the industry and has been for almost 40 years. Now we have number eight on the list. Young Avengers presents number three, Speed and Wiccan. Characters that have been featured on screen on Disney Plus, characters that have a retcon take place in this issue, $30 average sales, $85 high sales for a CGC 9.8, because Master Pandemonium has a nice conversation with them. Now, this is an interesting one, and it's probably because a lot of people are looking to get more things about Young Avengers because of potential but this is the book where master pandemonium goes and talks to the twins about that time in west coast avengers number 52 where he fused both of their small bodies to his arms (laughs) it's really weird yeah it's pretty strange we have a narrative where master pandemonium is convinced by mephisto's mischievousness that Tommy and Billy are actually fragments of his stolen soul. So he has to reclaim them. And yes, he does have these baby arms. It's so weird. It's so weird. However, it's in this particular book where he explains to them that this is not the case. He is not sharing a soul with the twins. And in fact, they are actually fragments of Mephisto's soul. So we talk about the regular Young Avengers run, but this Young Avengers Presents run is a six-issue miniseries that features Wiccan and Speed in issue number three. Issue number five is the origin of stature, and issue number six is the first meeting of Clint Barton and Kate Bishop. It's a great underrated miniseries. And all those books be spiking. Number six is actually when Kate Bishop takes on the codename of Hawkeye, courtesy of Clint Barton approving it next on the list at number seven. Should we just call this some Todd McFarlane goodness, my brother? ASM 346. Oh my God. Hey, comic fam. I (laughs) screwed up. Two weeks ago, we were talking about Amazing Spider-Man number 316, which is very clearly a Todd McFarlane cover. And my brain saw this Eric Larson cover. I called it wrong. I'm so sorry. Working way too hard, but super excited to be here talking about <laughs> ASM 346, which is an amazing Eric Larson Venom cover. $20 average sales, and we're looking at a $300 CGC 9.8. A 9.8 signed by Eric went for $375 because he doesn't charge, if at all, for signatures at conventions. We have a $485 CGC 9.4 newsstand and an increase of 108% this week in copies sold, I suspect, because so many members are getting things graded. I keep reminding the community that that front-facing cover, that iconic covers are mattering more and more by the day. And this is the proof. If you can't afford 316, go for the Eric Larson cover in 346. Tom, this next number on the list, I mean, I th- it's like you're trying to steal the Comic Whisperer name from Ryan. Number six on the list, letter 44, number one, we're seeing an $8 average sale and a $15 high sale for this Charles Soul goodness. For a rock hoppy, it's affordable, and I warned the community, Charles Soul, a lot of people know him from Star Wars, and this comic... I actually brought up on the mic months ago because I had the pleasure of being introduced to it and I went through the run. I could not stop issue by issue. It's so damn good that I had to bring it up on the mic just for reading recommendations. And Charles Soule said that if there are 10 steps for getting a comic book to the screen for an adaptation, this project is on step number five. 
So it's a little ways away. However, it's so damn good that this increase in copies sold of 967% is well-deserved. And I'm telling the community, if this happens, you're going to wish you bought this in high grade at $15. A newly elected president steps into office thinking he's going to be dealing with all of these things and gets letter 44, which explains that there are these astronauts that have been on a seven-year journey that's about to end where they're going to run into aliens. Uh-oh. Hit comictom101.com or hit the link in the description to join the mystery mail call for October. We have Donnie Cates bringing back Throg in the pages of Thor in issue number 18 and a Ryan Stegman cover featuring the frog going in one per box. Support what we do, and let's talk about the power scroll. Number five on the list, Fantastic Four number 358. This is the first appearance of Pybok, the power scroll, who is an enhanced captain in the Skrull Empire. $15 raw sales, $325 for a CGC 9.8. This is one of those overprinted 90s books with like a die-cut circle on the cover. So it's crazy that it's spiking, but with good reason. This is the second week in a row that this book has made our list. And last week, we told the community about the speculation that the scroll that now confirmed actor Kingsley Benadire would play was leaning towards a scroll known in the Fantastic Four run. It's being publicized heavily, but we don't know yet if it's going to be this mechanically enhanced mercenary of this scroll military that is trained in espionage. And dude, you hit me up and you're like, you didn't care about any of the other 19 books. You're like, what the hell is this die cut crap doing here? Because we've owned it so many times and some books no one's ever cared about. Like ever, ever. And then now it's spiking to all hell. What's going on? An increase of 103% because people want this actor to play this scroll. There's so many Fantastic Four books in this run that no one cares about. And all of a sudden, we have, you know, Mobius and Mobius appearance, and then we have this appearance. So we're now seeing this 1990s Fantastic Four, other things spiking. When are we going to see Fantastic Four in the MCU? I don't know, but there's a lot of signs pointing in the right direction. Next on the list at number four, the battle of so many heroes and villains, taking them all to battle world where they're going to brawl out. We have Marvel superheroes, Secret Wars, Issue number three, and it's spiking not because of Jim Shooter. $55 average sales, $255 for a CGC 9.8. Now that's down from highs of $360 in September. This is the first appearance of the second Titania, Mary McFerrin. Now we had actress Jamila Jamil, who I love. She posted a photo of herself in the wig, and oh my God, I'm even more excited for this show than I possibly thought I could be. I think people are underestimating not just this book, but this run entirely. I know there's a lot of people buying She-Hulk ones, but this particular character with this actress attached, like, yes, she's a villain. She's a foe of She-Hulk, but she becomes an anti-hero over time. I think there's some potential. You know, there's a lot of copies of this book, However, we're hearing a lot of rumors about Secret Wars as is and for a first appearance confirmed for an up and coming Disney Plus show that's going to be hitting the screen. This book is prime and it's down a hundred bucks. Make it happen, comic fam. 105% increase in copies sold in the last seven days after that post for a character who was designed after the legend Marie Severin. Jim Shooter had this to say about the character. Wonderful, gentle, sweet Mary Mac was indeed a smidgen of the basis for Titania, who was a willowy young woman who became uber-robust and Hulk-level strong. 
Number three on the list, Keanu Reeves' goodness. Berserker number one. Congratulations, Boom Studios, for just killing it with so many different titles. Breaking records. This comic book was not released in the traditional way, and I think we got to remind the community about that. The Kickstarter was first, which allowed members to back it to get limited graphic novels. And then after that completed, they started releasing this run, this 12-issue series, issue by issue. $6 average sales, $50 high sale for a CGC 9.8. This did have a high production, but demand is absolutely there because we know that it was slated for a Netflix series and an animated series. Well, Keanu Reeves actually had an interview this week where he talked about the status of all of these upcoming productions. This immortal warrior hired by the government to do some secret agent type of stuff is slated for a movie on Netflix, an animation series, as mentioned. And Keanu Reeves has been doing interviews and talking about the success of the franchise really to celebrate the fact that they're now taking those graphic novels that we were talking about from the Kickstarter to production. They're going to be being shipped out very soon. And Everyone's really excited about it, including Keanu, considering that he already has a writer attached for the Netflix show. He's also talking about how the animation team, they're actively looking for people to be hired for his production to accomplish the task of making something that is not just accurate to the comic, but does it in a way that is different than what we're going to be seeing in the movie. You know, we're not just going to be getting renditions of the same narrative over and over again. I'm getting a vibe that Keanu really cares about this character that him and Matt Kent created. And I think a lot of members are underestimating the overprinting of this run because when you see multiple types of media behind one particular IP, a $50 9.8 is going to be a lucky buy-in in my opinion. I absolutely agree. And you know what? Patient people could have picked this book up for $50 in a 9.8, but not anymore. Number two on the list, Venom Lethal Protector, number one. We're looking at $25 average sales and $232 for CGC 9.8 because they mentioned the words Lethal Protector in the new Venom Let There Be Carnage movie. This red hollow foil comic book is a major moment for Venom. It's his first solo series and really where he becomes a lethal protector. But what does that actually mean? It means he becomes an anti-hero. You know, we're seeing him move from the villainous traits that we knew him from prior to Amazing Spider-Man 375. And now he's entering this need and wantingness to help individuals in San Francisco. More appropriately to say, under the streets of San Francisco, there's a homelessness problem he's got to help with. And yes, this book has seen highs post the movie of 235 for a 9.8, but the same week lows of $130 for the same book in the same grade. We also saw a 9.8 of a newsstand go for $390 this same month. Now, there are other versions of this comic book if you are looking to collect venom keys and considering we just reported on prices that were a hundred dollars difference there may be more individuals who are wanting to jump in now that it's going to be a little bit right for the next venom movie this may be a good time so let's take them through some of these other books because this standard copy at a 9.9 back in may sold for 35 hundo there is also a gold retailer incentive that was more readily available, but still super scarce. We saw a $1,555 9.8 sale in September. Then we have error versions of this comic book. The Black Print Error 9.8 sold back in February 
for $5,500. And that's not all. There was a very special purchase that was done over at Torpedo Comics that we've talked about before on the mic, but no better time to bring it up now. Backstreaks back. All right, buying some Venom goodness. Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys over at Torpedo in 2018 purchased a PGX 9.8 of this Black Error cover. We don't know what the price was, but we do know it went into his personal collection because he's a massive Venom collector. And that was a direct market copy, which matters because there is a newsstand version of the Black Error. This past September, a 9.4 hit $6,250. And if you want to see the rarest Venom Lethal Protector error, you have to go and find the white cover printing error. The last recorded sale we could find was a CGC 9.6 back in 2018 for $8,066. I can only imagine what that would go for on the free market right now. How does that even happen? The white printing error? Uh, well, again, they, they ran out of ink on the base and they didn't put the foil on top of it. There's just a bunch of things that happen in printing error and the number of the white ones is minuscule. I've only heard of three or four of them. Sounds like a perfect storm, Russ. Comic fam, hit the like, slap the subscribe, and comment. Let me know what you think about this video. Do any of these comics make you want to spec on something else? Do you own any of them? It'll answer you to win a giveaway. What do we have on deck, Russ? This amazing Batman the Detective number one done by the inimitable Raph Grissetti. This is the minimal trade variant. There are only 1,400 of these made. Good luck, comic fam. And at the list at number one, we're talking about one of the, if not the strongest level, Omega level mutants. In Marvel, we have Marvel's Holiday Special 1991. $10 average sales this week, $30 high sale for a raw copy because we know that James Gunn is doing a Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special and people are speculating that maybe he's going to debut Warlock or someone else, but it could very well be the greatest mutant of them all, Santa Claus. This is what James Gunn had to say. In my incredibly subjective and admittedly often odd opinion, we'll be introducing one of the greatest MCU characters of all time. Comic fam, are we going to see Galactus? Is it going to be him? Who's in the damn cocoon? Or is it going to be Santa Claus? That's like the fifth bomb I've dropped, Russ, but I'm going to keep it going. This is the origin of Santa Claus, which is revealed in this issue that he is an Omega-level mutant. One of the most powerful mutants in Marvel Comics. This is an issue that actually is filled with a bunch of short narratives. You see the Punisher get his Christmas vibe on, his holiday spirit, if you would. The Fantastic Four, you know, wearing their winter coats. You see Spider-Man, you see Thor, you see every hero you really want to see. But in the very first narrative, you see the X-Men checking out Cerebro. Realizing that there is a danger, there's a mutant that they have to deal with because Charles Xavier is nowhere to be found. And the Brotherhood of Evil shows up in store during the worst time to shop. Everyone's doing like Christmas shopping, you know, they're buying their kids stuff. And you got the blob there who's essentially like making jokes about how attractive the mannequins are. Like it's no good, but the Santa Claus is there and he puts a stop to it by turning them into toys. Only time will tell if this holiday special will bring us a warlock with a cocoon or a Santa Claus with a bag of treats for the toys, but 1,750% increase in copies sold this week. We have an R. Adams cover, a wraparound that features Santa on the back and comic fam. As always, geek responsibly. Enough. 
said two other videos for you to check out either one i recommend the last podcast where we talk about grading or the last hot 10 the comics defining this generation of collectors with it's your boy jim mint have a great week